Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to the HP Podcast. I'm Ben and with me here today is Brandon. What's up? Nothing, man. How you doing? Doing great. Great. Living, and Dave. Living the dream. What's up? Uh, you know, lots of stuff. Uh, still, let me tell you all about them. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say uh, like the opposite of the answer of whatever I told Brandon just a second ago. I was like, Brandon, nothing. Dave, here's all the things going on in my life. <laughs> That's just how I, how I roll, you know. One of my old bosses used to always say to what's up and he would say, stiff dicks and airplanes wow that's uh yeah he was a strange man yeah hr would have something to say about that i think no this is the same guy that told me oh maybe i shouldn't get into this (laughs) this is is he gonna listen is he gonna hear it? absolutely not it's just what a way to start the show um he liked nipples a lot and he said he wanted a girl with nipples long enough to hang teacups okay same guy so i don't i don't really think that hr uh, in this scenario would be involved whatsoever. I need later for you to tell me which job this was because I can't envision it. For sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah. It was a car dealership. I'll just tell oh, you. Oh, I okay. That, that makes a lot of sense now. <laughs> the most upstanding um, job I was thinking available. of, of yeah. the cable company that you used oh, to work for. I was like, no. really? But yeah. This is your weekly video game show about nipples and video games, apparently. Oh, wow. Now. Um, we're actually going to devote an entire segment from now on. <laughs> Dude, we gotta save, save that for oh for after yeah, 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 yeah all right cool uh boys how, how's how's life like what's going on uh that good huh not a whole not, <laughs> not a whole lot man for me i've just been um i've been busy i'm getting ready for a tournament trying to get some practice in uh trying to play a few other little games here and there and uh yeah that's that's pretty much been my week is just like work between work and then those like it's like not fun mode but it's fun mode preparing for a tournament so yeah yeah it is what it is yeah cool i'm glad everybody else has so much to talk about it's february (laughs) it's february yeah i'm excited for march i got a big march coming up in my birthday oh, okay. so i'm just biding my time i got some vacation okay, okay. Lined what's up. going on in march i need to know about dude it. i got two concerts in march why and i'm going to be va- on vacation at the end of march so are you going anywhere fun pittsburgh we're gonna stay in pittsburgh and do some stuff around the city so oh when i think about vacation i think of pittsburgh so yeah it's more <laughs> of a it's it's more of a staycation we're having yeah. friends come in from town gotcha. um, and we're gonna stay with them in pittsburgh so when i when i think about vacation i think man why don't i go to where the climate is exactly the same as it is where I live. That sounds great. Yeah. 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 I, I hate yeah. to I hate to do this to you, Brandon, but I just booked a trip to uh France in uh Paris. Or sorry, you know France in May. So I think I think I got you beat there. Oh damn. I'm gonna have to take the L this time. Who knows what the rest <laughs> of the year will bring. <laughs> oh, Paris. I've been I want to go to France just to see like the historical stuff. I don't really care about the culture. Uh, but I love Europe in general as far as being there. Um, everything else, you know, whatever. But Dude, I do I, like going to Europe. I just want to see the Louvre. That's all I really care about. Uh, yeah. I think, I, yeah, there. Normandy is high on my list just yeah. to see the, yeah. the beaches and stuff like that. Um, right. But yeah, there's a, there's a, and the cool thing about that part of your, well, I guess any part of Europe is you're like two hours away from another major destination. So, I mean, you can get to London in a couple hours, Brussels, um, bunch of different big cities in germany like it's that train will get you anywhere and it's not that expensive so when i was in europe we flew from like ireland to germany to england to to italy and all of those different flights like combined it costs like 800 dollars or something like that uh it's it's real cheap to get around it once once you're there like i think the trip to get over there costs as much as all the trips to get in between and then we took some trains and stuff too so Hmm. 
uh, at least the one time I went. The other time it was more expensive for some reason. But anyway, this is the HP Podcast, your weekly show about video games from handsomephantom.com. We want to thank our patrons out there for supporting us over at patreon.com slash handsomephantom. We can join us for the $1 a month or more level to get early ad-free access and support the boys, you know? Just just support the boys. Yeah. Like a good jockstrap. I'm sorry. Mm. Sorry I said that. Mm. Also, the Discord over at handsomephantom.com slash Discord. You can uh, join on up, hang out, talk, chat, make fun of Brandon. Whatever you want to do, yeah. you could do it there. All at your disposal. Can we go on a Discord to ask where Phil is? Um, yes, but he will not see it. No, but we can hypothesize in that Discord as to True. where he is. True. Any any write-in request as to what has happened to Phil, uh, the whole dead joke is kind of like yeah, it's old hat at this point. Yeah. So we need to come up with a new excuse. Right. Um, so any takers, uh, shut off. Yeah, Discord. yeah, we'd love some more excuses for. Fun. I I think we should run with he's on sabbatical. Uh huh. But the question is for what? So we'll put that out to our Discord. Well, do you have to have a reason to be on sabbatical? Isn't that just like you're taking a, a break? Well, don't you go on sabbatical to like uh, change careers or like find Jesus or um, I don't know. Be a small a kid novel. in a big city, or not yeah. always. I think sometimes <laughs> you can just like go on sabbatical as an as a like a professor goes on sabbatical after twenty years or whatever, you know, because they need some time off. Basically, well, luckily Phil's not a professor. Well, uh, I'd be terrified. Boys, let's start off with a really boring, <laughs> uninteresting story that none of us are going to have any opinions on. This comes from MicrosoftPowerUser.com. Microsoft is being sued by Halo composers for unpaid royalties. Uh, like I said, just totally n- nothing burger here. Uh, the original components of the iconic score to the Halo franchise are suing Microsoft under over unpaid royalties, potentially blocking the release of the upcoming Halo TV show. Even more interesting. 20 years after initially composing the fantastic score for Halo's Bungie, for Bungie's Halo Combat Evolved, composers Mario O'Donnell and Mike Salvatore are still owed royalties from the work the pair have claimed. According to O'Donnell, he and Salvatore created and then licensed the music they created for Halo to Bungie, meaning the prepare trading as O'Donnell and Salvatore Incorporated were entitled to royalties. Even after Microsoft's acquisition to Bungie in 2000, this licensing deal should have remained in place, with the composers being paid royalties for this use in subsequent games and media. Uh, so, you know, this seems fairly obvious. They're making a claim that they weren't paid and they should have been claimed. However, uh, the article goes on to say the pair have struggled to get any clarity on the matter. Speaking to Eurogamer, O'Donnell said that they have never seen through their attorneys. And even when I was physically in Microsoft, I could never get much clarity on it. This led O'Donnell and Salvatore to file a lawsuit to Washington State Court in June of 2020. And this lawsuit has been steadily progressing through depositions and discovery. And a date for mediation is currently set for next week. However, this doesn't guarantee a deal will be struck. A deal will be reached. Um, now, of course, Microsoft says, no, you didn't create this music on your own, and then we licensed it from you. You created it for Bungie, for Halo. Therefore, the work belongs to that. Uh, but they did get writing credits, so who knows? Hmm. Uh, Brandon, is there anything else as iconic as the Halo soundtracks? Uh, not many things, yeah. to be honest. Um, it's probably one of the best. Maybe Eye of the Tiger. I fucking hate that song. <laughs> I, it, I, I hate that song I so much. Um, yeah. But uh, I would, it, Ben, is it possible that after the 68 bill cleared the account, they just ran out of money? Uh, Microsoft? No, I doubt no, it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, definitely credit where credit is due. But I don't know if this is just like a cash grab trying to scurry around for some extra cash off of some old work. Um, or if this is like legitimate basis, but yeah. either way, I mean, I'm sure it'll be easier for Microsoft to just pay them off in the end anyway. So probably that's what typically happens with these sort of things. Now, Dave, I don't know if you remember last year, we talked about how Marty O'Donnell had been uh, in a bunch of tiffs with Microsoft because he had uploaded a lot of the Halo music onto his own YouTube channel and was profiting from it. Um, what do you think? Do you think this is he's got a legitimate claim here? Or, I mean, obviously, you're, you know, none of us are attorneys or uh, whatever, but do you think it's a legitimate claim or do you think he was, uh, you think he's just, like Brandon said, maybe trying to get a quick buck? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's tricky to say. I don't, I don't know that Marty O'Donnell is, is, uh, 
you know, I think he's pretty well established in the industry. You guys can correct me there if I'm wrong, but um, yeah, he doesn't really strike me as the kind of guy who would just sort of uh, turn around and try and, and try and squeeze Bungie for more. But at the same time, you know, if there's ambiguity in that contract that that doesn't really state how his music can be used, whether it can only be used within the game or if it has to be, or if it's, you know, the other flexibility uses outside the game, then, um, you know, anytime there's ambig- ambiguity like that in a contract, that's got to go towards the person who didn't write that. So I think he might have a case here. Um, but I agree with Brandon. I think this is going to be the kind of thing that, you know, we'll talk about it for a couple of days and then it'll disappear and quietly there'll be a settlement out of court because, you know, um, I, yeah, pockets are pretty big uh, amongst <laughs> all parties in this situation. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Also, like, is that weird? I mean, obviously, Microsoft is in the discussion, but sure. if Bungie has anything to do with it, and I know the deal hasn't been completely penned, but. I don't know. So Sony's probably not involved at this point, but no, because um, Microsoft is the one using uh, Microsoft's the one using the music. Not gotcha, Sony. Gotcha, yeah. It's gotcha, not that gotcha, he's, gotcha, he's not gotcha. suing Bungie. Uh, he's suing the people who are using the music gotcha, gotcha, in gotcha. perpetuity without payment. Uh, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. Uh, I would hesitate to think that microsoft or bungie or anybody you know as big at the time would have let something like that slip through i also wonder why it's taken 20 years to file this yeah uh maybe he's a little perturbed after they kind of raked him over the coals last year but uh, i don't know we'll see we'll see Mm, talking about rights a little more another thing that has come up recently from gamesindustry.biz. Actually, this was all over, but this is where I got this from, is that the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit gaming rights are up for sale. An auction could give publishers the opportunity to snap up some precious Tolkien IP. And this is a quote. The gaming rights for several J.R.R. Tolkien works, including Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit, are about to come up for auction. According to Variety, Saul Zaints Co. is about to sell the Tolkien holdings that is owned since 1976, meaning that rights pertaining to Tolkien properties are about to be up for grabs. The auction is also set to include the rights to merchandising, movies, and live events such as theme parks and additions to game. In addition to games, while the gaming rights for Tolkien's properties are not exclusive to this deal, it could see developers and publishers in with a chance of acquiring the rights to one of the most popular fantasy IPs. Uh, Warner does already hold certain rights due to the ownership of New Line Cinema, which produced the Lord of the Rings film trilogy. Warner has also made several games inspired by the works, most recently the Middle Earth Shadow series. Now, Art, Brandon, you're not much of a Lord of the Rings fan, right? No, um, but I played the first um, Shadow game. Yeah. Um, and really liked it. And and Dave, are you, I don't know this about you, are you a, are you a Hobbit fan? Yeah, I like the movies. I haven't played a whole lot of the games, but uh, yeah, yeah I, I enjoy me a bit of Middle Earth. So I'm wondering, um, we don't really have to talk about like the fact that the rights are up for sale, but I am wondering who would make a good Lord of the Rings game and what should it be? Because we've seen a lot of different types of games over the years. Uh, we've seen the the Shadow series. Um We've seen, uh, what was that? The Two Towers game and, and the other games that came out. The Two Towers is the one that most readily sticks out in my mind because of uh, it be, when it was on PS2 because of how iconic it was. Uh, but we haven't really seen a ton of like really mainstream, solid games. And I'm just curious, what kind of game would you like to see with Lord of the Rings IP? Because there's a vast amount of things there. Yeah. I think this is kind of like a cop-out answer, and Elden Ring kind of comes to mind when thinking about this. Is it just the ring? Is it just the ring? No, no, not necessarily. But um, I'm obviously a huge fan of the Souls-like games. Mm -hmm. I would love to, and it it wouldn't make exact sense based on what they've made before, but the team behind Neo was fantastic. I would love to see Team Ninja take a really awesome IP that is already established. And they did a great job with Neo. Neo 1 and 2 were a fine game and actually great games as far as I'm concerned. Um, but I think it would be really interesting to see their take on something like this. Sure. Something very dark, very difficult. I would love that. Um, because like I said, I'm not a Lord of the Rings fan, but I did really enjoy the games. So I'm interested in more. Yeah. And this makes me wonder, there is a Lord of the Rings game coming out. Not exactly, but there's the Gollum game. Yeah, there's a Gollum game coming out. Yep, that's for sure. So whether or not it'll be interesting or good is a different story. But, right, yeah. right, right. Dave, what about you? 
uh, what kinds of games do we need with the token IP? Yeah, I, the first thing that came to mind was like Jedi Fallen Order, and that 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 falls similar to what Brandon just kind of suggested. You've got like a semi open world game, very combat focused. Um, I think something like that could fit well in this series, and I don't really know that it's um, you know to what extent it's been done before. The Shadow of War and Shadow of Mordor games, uh, they saw success, but I mean, I don't know how successful that formula would be now because, I mean, that was, in a lot of senses, it seemed to be like a reskin of an Assassin's Creed game, but, I mean, it did really well with the Nemesis system, so, um, you know, you need to move away from something like that, but, you know, you just mentioned the, this Gollum game that's kind of gone silent, that was game was supposed to come out in 2021, um, but just kind of thinking, like, what kind of game would you build around Gollum? Um, whatever that is would be really intriguing. So um, I hope that game doesn't, you know, get canceled or disappear with this, you know, changing of hands. But uh, I would think that anybody who already has rights to be producing a game in, in progress, probably dude, that game will still go. But I don't know. Maybe. Dude, I, um, I've i always wanted to check out the Devil May Cry series. Uh-huh. And when thinking of the type of combat, I thought to myself this. This was my train of thought. In the Lord of the Rings, there's usually many characters. Like There's like an army sense with the orcs, right? Sure. And that doesn't lend well to the Dark Souls type of game because it's usually less enemies and more difficult. Right. So I thought, what is similar to this that might fit in well? And I thought of Devil Might Cry. I haven't played it, but I know what the gameplay is like. And guess who developed that too? I had no idea. Ninja Theory. Ninja Theory. The same person I just suggested. So yeah. I'm going to double down on Ninja Theory and say whether it's Neo-like or Devil May Cry-like, because a hack and slash would be really cool. Yeah, I mean, imagine running through a field of orcs, right? Sure. Or or climbing up on one of their siege units. That would be fucking dope. I want a Sim-style game. Uh, this is completely a joke. The way. Sims? Uh, yeah, the Sim-style <laughs> okay. j- game uh, where you're just a hobbit in Hobbiton and you have to... Um, build the town and like you know make life work and go farming and all sorts of stuff like that i think that would be yes but would you be able to deal with all the neighborhood drama then no absolutely it's not. far too much it's far too much and i like less than half of you half as much as you deserve <laughs> i don't really know what's out there that hasn't been done with lord of the rings that could be done but I think that giving it to one of these big publishers, and they're the only ones who can afford it, uh, but giving it to one of these big publishers is probably a mistake at this point because they're only going to focus on how to milk the most amount of money out of it. And don't get me wrong, you need to milk a bunch of money out of it because it's not going to go cheap. I'm positive of that. But I'm just thinking like we need somebody with a fresh take on it that wants to make a good game rather than to make a fistfuls of money. Yeah, that's and, such a risk, though. Yeah, it is. Know? Absolutely. And that's part of the problem. And that's why new IPs are few and far between, because it's easier to make a, a sure buck uh, than to risk it. Here is, a, here is a serious suggestion. There's a lot of stuff about the Rangers and stuff, and like uh, Aragorn uh, Strider is a, is a Ranger. And to make a game where, not detective, but essentially where you're uh, uh, one person running around the world essentially solving mysteries in middle earth middle earth noir middle earth noir <laughs> i think that would be cool that'd be a different take than we've seen so far now yeah. it's not going to have the action and the combat to the same extent um that you know we're used to seeing with lord of the rings games or even the series as, as a whole but it could be it could be interesting i think it'd be different would be something yeah. that would be fun but you got to have a lot of money to buy these rights and a lot of money to make a good game so it probably will not be anybody small it'll be somebody we know and love or hate one of the two i wouldn't even be super mad if amazon picked it up uh honestly amazon is wow they're like crazy right now so having them um in the mix is probably not out of the question especially with them like developing the tv show right now i was gonna say i feel like that would make sense yeah because i don't want it to be like new world that's not what i'm saying i do not want it to be an mmo although that might be cool. I mean, there already is a Lord of the Rings MMO. I know, yeah. but they wouldn't really cut in on their new world. But if right. they could do something with it, yeah, that would be interesting too. Yeah. But anyway. For sure. They have the money. <laughs> they have plenty of money. Uh, a little bit of celebration here, guys. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn has reached 20 million copies sold. And we found this out from Herman Holst um, 
the head of PlayStation Studios earlier this week, says his his tweet says, quote, Wow, Horizon Zero Dawn has officially sold over 20 million copies around the world across PS4 and PC. What an incredible achievement, Gorilla, and a big thank you to our hugely supportive fans. Now let's get ready to visit Horizon Forbidden West. So I mostly wanted to talk about this because, one, it's a, it's a big thing. It's a PlayStation first-party studio that has sold 20 million copies of a one specific game. Uh, they did give away some copies on for free, I think, completely, or maybe it was with PlayStation Plus. I'd be curious if to know if those numbers count as part of this or not. Um, but the one thing is, like, there's not a better timing for this announcement than right before the new game comes out. Right. And also, I was wondering if you guys are, what your hype level is like for Forbidden West. Dave? Are you a Horizon fan? Yeah, so uh, those are big numbers. Uh, yeah. I, I'm not surprised at all. Um, but this is, I have a soft spot for this series, and I kind of got to need to go back to that in a second. But, um, you know, this is from uh, the, the developer, the name I can't remember, Killzone Gorilla. developer. Gorilla, Gorilla Games. Yeah. I mean, we always, I'll never forget, like, the, the um you know how hyped up all of the Killzone games were and and a lot of that was just sony's marketing it was supposed to be this halo killer that just never happened they were always good games and then obviously we remember when um Killzone 2 was announced in that you know trailer that they swore was you know in game it was real and it turned out it wasn't so you know when horizon was was received the way it was i i felt good for gorilla because i felt like they kind of got stuck in with kill zone and it never really could be what, what they and Sony wanted it to be. So I feel really good for that team. Um, you know, they finally hit a home run and, uh, yeah, I mean, 20 million units is a big number. It's a really big number. And, you know, we, we've seen the reaction that, uh, forbidden West has gotten with the, um, reviews dropping this week. So yeah, I mean, it's great to see for them. As far as the series goes, uh, I've tried on two separate occasions to get into Horizon Zero Dawn, and I just can't. Um, that's not to say that I'm not going to give Forbidden West a shot, because I know I will eventually. Um, I'm just not personally in like a, a big, massive, open-world state of mind right now. Like I yeah. almost need to like be ready for, for like 30 to 50 hours of like constant side quests and staying on the critical path and... I'm just not there yet. So I know I'm going to play this game eventually, but like, you know, I've watched a lot of the reviews. I know it's a great game. If you have a PS5 and you've been looking for something to really make you feel like you're in next gen, I think this is this is a great way to do it. But uh, even though it'll be on PS4 too. Yeah, and I don't know if you've got you you've seen the um any of the comparisons. I I don't think Digital Foundry has one yet. I think IGN had a side by side and um it's it's a big difference, but it still is 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 pretty amazing to see that they are still churning out, um, you know, titles that look that good on yeah. on that hardware. So, yeah. so yeah. I mean, if you've got a PS4, great. If you've got a PS5, obviously it's no brainer. That's where you have to play it. But um, yeah, I mean, good for them. Really, it's it's good for Grell. I'm happy to see that. Brandon, I'm very hyped, and I kind of just want to echo a little bit of what Dave was saying. Um, the year is 2017, and as Dave says, you have some kill zones which have got some leverage, but you come into this and you got a new IP, you got a new engine, and then all these years later, 20 million copies? That's insane. And I'm so, so, so happy they have sold that many because that game, that game's worth it, man. Yeah. It, it really is. I would have bought that game three times over if 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 I could have. Um, but Well, you could have. Well, I could have, but... Um, I'm very, very excited. Um, I don't, I don't know if I've mentioned this. I think I have, but I've kind of went blackout since last year on this game, mm -hmm. and I am just biding my time, literally counting down the days. Um, just insanely excited, whether it be to get back into that world um, that's so vibrant and beautiful, and unlike anything exactly that we play that's open world. I mean, the idea is unique. Um, and I'm really excited to um, step into what Dave mentioned, just the next-gen graphics. Right. Um, I've heard good things. I heard it runs perfectly fine on PS4, which is encouraging. Um, the Decima engine seems to be like a powerhouse, and we saw that in 2017. I mean, the game looked great right. for that year. Just absolutely gorgeous. So to imagine the leap forward to this gen, I am ecstatic like legitimately 
I'm just going to be staring at the world <laughs> for like many, many hours right. of this game. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited. And word on the street is this, that this game started as a PS4 game and that they then, you know, decided that they were going to put it out on PS5 because it was maybe taking a little longer than they expected or something, I, I assume. Yeah. And so it could have been the swan song for the PS4, uh, but instead it's going to be one of the first really big, I mean, we had Ratchet and stuff like that. But it's going to be one of the first really big PS5 titles. And so I assume that that's why it's running well on PS4, because it was originally designed for the PS4, at least the base framework. And then they just were able to enhance and upgrade for the PS5. So that's encouraging. I waited like two or three years to play this game. I don't think I had a PS4 when it came out. And then when it did, I still didn't play it. When I did have one, I still didn't play it right away. And when I finally got around to playing it, I was like, why have I waited so long? I know, dude, even the DLC yeah. is like not tack on. Like the DLC is right. still just as high of quality. Yeah. And I, everything from this game screams quality and I have no reason to be disappointed. Right. Um, I'm just nothing but excited. Yeah. I'm probably going to go. Yeah, I, I can't even play it because I have other things going on Saturday or Sunday. But I'm probably going to go Friday morning and grab it. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm, to be honest with you, I'm hoping there's a midnight release or like a 9 p.m. release. Uh -huh. They've been doing those weird like in-betweens. They'll give it to you at 9 p.m. the night before. But I'm hoping to get a couple hours in because I do have a, a jam-packed weekend. But right. You already know I'm carving out some time for Aloy. Nice. Now, here's the question. Here's the thing that's been going on is that if you buy the PS4 copy, you can get the PS5 copy for a free upgrade. So you can either pay $60 for the PS4 copy and have a PS4 box or, you know, maybe you don't, maybe it's digital, whatever. Um, but you could have a PS4 copy and get the free upgrade to the PS5 copy, or you can spend the extra 10 bucks and get the PS5 version. Now, Dave, you have digital, so you don't count. You're not, as, you're not as important in this conversation. I think as a matter of fact that you only have the option to buy the PS5 copy on your PS5, unless you buy it on the website. Brandon, though, I want to know. Are you getting the PS4 or the PS5 box? That's confusing to me, though. Didn't they for sure say that anything that was from PlayStation Studios would require you to do a $10 upgrade? They did, and they backtracked because they had already said that this one would have a free upgrade. Oh. Yeah, so this will be the last one that has a free oh, God, upgrade. I wish it wasn't even an option. Yeah. Because I want the PS5. It's so dumb. It is dumb. But I I'm want, you, so. because I'm physical, yeah. and I spit Let's on it whatever you want. Let's get physical. Yeah. Amen. Um, uh, I know I'm just physical and getting up to change the disc is very annoying. I understand that, but I love looking at my games. And even though it would make more sense to get the PS4 version because my girlfriend could play it. Sorry, babe. <laughs> I'm get. It's going to say PS5 on that on that box. It just is. Yeah. Especially, dude, it's like you said it earlier, Ben. It's like the first you know, I haven't had a God of War on PS5 yet. Right. I haven't had a Gran Turismo. Um, Ratchet and Clank, I don't want to take anything away from that game because the new PS5 Ratchet and Clank, a rift apart, very, very good. But this is like on another level sure. as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. So uh, I am positive I'm going to get the PS5 version. Yeah. So Me too. Uh, it doesn't even make any sense because I don't display my games. Like I put them in, I have like a cabinet I put them all in. But with all the the finicky stuff going on right now i'm like i don't want to accidentally be playing the ps4 version yeah <laughs> i just want to buy the ps5 right. disc and put it in and then i have the ps5 i yeah. mean it's a it's a dumb reason to spend an extra ten dollars i don't need to but i'm gonna do it anyway i've spent ten dollars on way dumber things i probably spent ten dollars today on way dumber stuff honestly <laughs> if we're being real about it here hey, amen it yeah. did remind me of the uh you remember the next gen upgrade for ghost of tsushima disaster yeah. Oh and, yes, yes, and yes, yes. Friend of friend of a different show, Richard Hogue, was kind of making some noise on Twitter today about He's a friend of this show too. All right. Suggesting that, you know, PlayStation was intentionally being obtuse just to uh get unbeknownst gamers, uneducated gamers to spend an extra ten bucks. So yeah. I don't know if that's true, but you know, I did rant a little bit on this show when the Ghost of Tsushima did this, and it it seems it it is starting to seem intentionally obtuse intentionally right. misleading so yeah yeah i uh, wish they would just either do away with it or make it easy like don't do this weird middle ground and, and they are doing away with it i guess after horizon anyway but yeah it's um it's gonna be interesting for sure to see how many people 
play half the game and realize they were playing on PS4 and then they have to copy over and well dude something. I mean we're gonna get to see again here soon because GT's coming out That's in true. March yeah so I guess we'll see I'm assuming that will be a ten dollar upgrade I would imagine but I, I think that it is I think Horizon is definitely the last one they're gonna do it with because yeah. they need that extra ten dollars from everybody and then you know we'll have God of War and that should I mean I'm not gonna guarantee anything but I think that will be the last cross gen game. Dude, I don't even get me started on God of War. <laughs> I I've talked about it so much. I started watching a cinematic movie playthrough of the game the other night yeah. on my new 4K TV. Yeah. And I this is so confusing because I know we were talking about Horizon, but I was getting chills when watching some of the old scenes and yeah. listening to the music very loudly in my living room. Uh-huh. I'm so excited You're for, ready for God it. of War. Yeah. It doesn't have the same director. Corey, that's fine. We think you think i thought that was confirmed is it confirmed i thought it was okay he was being real cagey about it i'm gonna have to look but i'm not concerned with it no but i mean the influence of the studio is you know the director makes up a significant point right don't get me wrong but yeah but yeah super exciting on the nonetheless boys we're getting into it we're getting into it the wheels are turning if you're an athlete you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Speaking of the wheels turning, Mario Kart. Ooh, what a a segue. (laughs) That wasn't even my next story, but I decided to make it the next story. How about it? The Mario, this is revealed during the Nintendo Direct last week, and this comes from imore.com. And this is the Mario, this just says Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Booster Course Pass, everything you need to know. The long and short of this is that the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Booster Course Pass is bringing 48 new courses to the game over time. They're not all going to be available all at once, but it says, quote, after being the number one best-selling Nintendo Switch game for a few years, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is finally getting some DLC. These upcoming courses include remastered tracks from the previous Mario Kart games through the years and will liven up this Wii U port. But the courses will come in waves, not all at once. Additionally, there are two ways to access this paid DLC. And I'll look at this to get the actual exact numbers, but basically, if you have the the Nintendo expand online expansion pass or whatever that costs like $75 million a year and gives you nothing. You'll get it for free. Uh, you'll get it included with that. I assume if you drop that booster pass at some, some point you, you lose, lose access. Levels. to the course. I think, I don't know that for sure, but that I, actually sounds right though. I mean, it does sound right because that's the way every subscription yeah, works. Yeah. Like I wouldn't expect to still get all my Netflix movies if I had dropped my subscription. It hurts, but yeah. Or you can buy it by itself and have it forever. I think it's $25, something like that. 40-some level? For like 48 levels. That's not, that has to like double the level count. It literally is double yeah. the level count. Yeah. Man. Um, I don't know that there are going to be additional characters or cosmetics or anything like that. Um, okay, here's the, here's the option. Option one, you can purchase it separately for $25. Uh, option two... You can have the Nintendo Switch Online plus Expansion Pack subscription, and this will give you all access to the Sega Genesis and N64 games that are currently available, along with the Animal Crossing DLC, and of course the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Booster Course Pass uh, when it releases. And that is $50 for a one-year individual membership and $80 for a family membership. So it's $50. That's if you don't already have Nintendo Online. Now, I already have Nintendo Online, and it's very useful because my son plays... Nintendo and Super Nintendo games on it. I mean, I play them too, but not as not as often as he does. And he loves them. And I want him to be able to play those old games. Right. So for me to pay an extra, t- whatever, t- $20 to get the um, temporary access to those courses right. is not really in the cards for me. I think I'm just going to buy it outright for $25 because yeah. you can't go wrong with Mario Kart. Dave, are you a Mario Kart fan and are you going to buy the expansion pass or are you going to buy the Nintendo Online for the rest of your life service no no I, <laughs> Neither I, I, you, you were searching for numbers at one point here and i'll give you a number this game is eight years old yes that is can accurate. they make a new game already or are they just going to keep charging they, you for well see they could but they don't have they to. don't need to that's what i'm saying <laughs> and this is the problem we keep coming back to but i'm sorry go ahead dave yeah no i i think uh we 
if, if, if there's other companies, if they pulled this shit, they would be raped through the fucking coals. And I just, yeah. and Nintendo gets away with so much. And yeah, I don't know. They, they put out these directs and announce next to nothing. And, and I don't know, I, I, I don't want to rant about Nintendo, but this shit pisses me off. And I wish they would just come up with a new game. Cause yeah, this is not cool. Yeah. Not cool. Uh, although I will say, what, ben, didn't you rattle off a statistic once that Mario Kart has one of the highest like return rates or something? Wasn't that? I don't think that was me, but it might have been something like return rates, like people returning to no, it or returning it to the store. No, no, something like you said some some acronym, but a lot of people that have switches is what I'm saying. Oh, attach rates, attach rate. That's what it is. Yeah, I forget how many copies it's sold, but it's like almost. I mean, not actually, but almost synonymous with how many switches have been sold right 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 so i think that's the only angle they have going for them yeah i don't disagree with dave but i guess if the majority of your player base has this and you want them to potentially get more money (laughs) or you you want them to give you more money sure um then i guess this makes sense but on this notion it's like who knows in three years are we going to get more smash characters are they going to just keep updating these games that no they already did that they're done years with that. <laughs> and years and years old the thing i do like about this model that i didn't like about the way the smash characters because if they would have said like hey here's all the smash characters that we're going to put out buy the whole thing for i don't know what the equivalent was uh probably another 60 bucks or something yeah, literally um i probably would have gone for it but because they released them in waves i didn't yeah. want to buy them individually but this, it's like, hey, 25 bucks, and they're not going to all come out at once, but you'll get them all. Right. I'm way more inclined to do that than I am to buy them individually. So, like, I appreciate that, but I agree with you that, like, just make some new courses. I'm sure some of these are going to be old courses. Uh, it, I matter of fact, a we, lot of them are going to be old courses. Yeah. And that's also something that I guess is another aggravating point is that, once again, Mario Kart 8 already has recycled courses in it from pack-in. Most like, of them, yeah. Like, from the day it came out. Right. So, I guess we're just going to be rebuying the same shit we've already bought. Yep. And it works. It's remastered. I mean... Yes. I guess... Stunning visuals. To some extent, yes. <laughs> 720p. <laughs> I guess to some extent. Like, I, I'm not... You know, I'm not a Mario... Or a... Uh, I am a Mario defender. I'm not a Nintendo defender. But, like... When they put out Resident Evil 2 and, and remade it. Right. I mean, yeah, there was differences in it, don't get me wrong. But we didn't give them we didn't give that company any shit for putting out a remaster. When any when when they redid Crash, we didn't give them shit. So like to some extent, I want to give Nintendo a little bit of a pass because they're putting out courses and doing a lot of work to them, presumably, to put them back out in the remastered state, essentially. Right. But come on. Like give yeah. us some new courses yeah. or something or a new yeah. game. They could have taken these forty these forty eight courses they're putting out and made a new game and just done two or three new tracks and it wouldn't and nobody would have batted an eye. Dude, not even that. Like it can be boiled down even simpler, even less work for Nintendo. Forty eight new tracks, one new mode. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. Like I don't know that. This does change new the characters. Exper- new, right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And this does change the experience. And that's not to say that something else won't happen and there won't be a new Zelda bike or some bullshit. Sure. But like, and don't get it twisted. I love Mario Kart 8. Yeah. I like playing it. It's a fun game, but um, we can't keep letting them get away with this as the, as the meme says. (laughs) Um, So, but Hey, I guess we'll see. I'm sure we'll get the numbers in and they'll have made, you know, $7 million from this DLC. So this is one of those instances where I'm going to cave and give Nintendo my money because I love Mario Kart 8 yeah. and I'm just going to. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. It's also like it's very often for me personally, one of those things where it's like it's the end of the day. The kids are about to go to bed. I want to spend they want to spend a little bit of time with me. Maybe they haven't got to see me most of the day or something like that because they've been doing school and then you know, I've been working or whatever. And it's like, hey, why don't we sit down for 20 minutes and play a round of Mario Golf or Mario uh mario kart or whatever right and like so it is something that i will use a lot because um like we already play a lot of mario kart together right but yeah that still kind of hurts giving nintendo an extra 25 bucks for old stuff what's new you know yeah i mean that's not that's basically their business model and by the way i don't know if you guys noticed it's working yeah it's It's fine yeah I'll, i'll just keep complaining until it changes but yeah uh, sorry. It, well, you'll be complaining all the time. Yeah. Yeah. What's new? <laughs> Guys, Video Games Chronicle says a smaller stealth focused Assassin's Creed game starring bassism. 
fascism is reportedly Excuse coming me? by 2023. <laughs> I'm triggered. You're triggered. <laughs> Uh, it's claimed that the project was originally planned as a Valhalla expansion. Ubisoft is reportedly planning to release a smaller scale stealth focused Assassin's Creed game later this year or in 2023. Codenamed Rift and starring Assassin's Creed Valhalla character Basim. The title was, is, am I saying that right? It's been so long since I played Basim. it. Basim. Basim, thank you. The title was originally planned as an expansion for the most recent series entry before being spun into a standalone game last year. Uh, it will reportedly focus on stealth gameplay and smaller in scope than recent franchise entries, meaning it won't be a large open world RPG. Now, Dave, you're a huge Assassin's Creed guy. I used to be a huge Assassin's Creed guy, but because they went away from the smaller stealth focused games, I kind of fell off of it more. But you still love them. Are you interested in them doing a little bit of a return to form here? Yeah, I, I love this idea. And Basim, for me, was one of the more interesting characters in Valhalla. Valhalla had a lot of really good characters, but he, he was one of my favorites. So finding out that he's going to get his own game is uh, is great. Um, you add on the fact that uh, this is rumored to be something smaller, more focused, less about combat, more about stealth. And I think that's what fans of the series have wanted for you know, the last six years or so, because we, we yeah. haven't really had that ever since Odyssey came out. It's been all um, RPG looting combat stuff like it. It just doesn't feel like it used to. So, um, you know, if if it does come out that this was supposed to be DLC and it's been packaged off as 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 an individual thing. And if it is, you know, if it is, in fact, smaller, I hope the price tag reflects that because yeah. I'd hate to see. You know, I just said what I said about Nintendo, so I would hold Ubisoft to the same um, same account. But um, yeah, I mean, this is this is great. It's 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 a smaller little slice of Assassin's Creed. It might bring some old people who haven't played in a while back in, um, and sort of prime people up for for what's next with uh, Assassin's Creed. I can't remember what the code name of Infinity or something like that. Forever, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. So I, I think this this might be a smart move, but again, it's the price tag has got to reflect the product. And this, if this is predatory, then people are going to notice, especially when this leak has come out that you know this was supposed to be DLC. Like people are going to figure that out pretty quick. So they just got to be smart about this, really smart. Yeah, I think. I mean, if it's what it what it sounds like it's going to be, and it's going to be more of a return to form. I will probably buy it. Now, I've played Assassin's Creed games in recent years, but I haven't bought one in a long time, uh, whether through borrowing or gifting or whatever. And so for me, this is, you know, my my favorite games were the Ezio games. Right. Uh, I love those games. And that's what I want. Now, uh, the new Assassin's Creed games are great, but they're just not what I want from Assassin's Creed. And so if we could get a little bit more, you know, return to form, smaller in scope, Part of the reason I haven't played Valhalla, even though I own it, is because I just don't want to play a hundred hour game. Like I I I do that already. Like I have that game. That's that's my forever game. Right. Uh, I don't right. need another game that's gonna take me. I, I want to be able to complete things and knock them off on the side. So right. yeah. I don't know. Brandon, you had something that you mentioned before the show that I I, I didn't write down that you wanted to bring up. What there was a couple of things that I said. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, did you want to talk about Cyberpunk? Let's talk about Cyberpunk. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Shadow Drop. Um, the PS5 and Series X update came out today yes. out of nowhere. Yes. Um, so, that's the way to do it, by the way. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the, for them at this point. I think. Yeah, yeah. At this point, I think that was the smartest thing to do. It's been long enough, so to just be surprised and it be on your lap, I think, is a great surprise to have. Um, completely out of nowhere. Um, but. No, I've I've seen some buzz about it during the day. Um, I don't know that anything can fix that game, um, but I'm hopeful that at least it will be better. Um, it's supposedly coming out in a 4K variable uh, resolution with a non-locked 60 frames per second on PS5, and that's a little concerning to me. It said specifically that the frame dips were, in quotes, rare and infrequent or something like that. Um, I'd be curious to test that out myself, um, but with the changing in resolution to keep the frame rate, I just wonder if 
it's going to be enough. Like, will the game look muddy now that your resolution is changing on the fly? Because the frame rate issues were incredibly, incredibly apparent. Right. So in order to make up for that, has there been a bunch of optimization? Or are we going to see a a loss loss in visuals is what I'm really wondering. Um, But there's also been some other things like updates to AI, updates to crowds, updates to romances, I think I was even seeing. So... There's a lot of things changing, and I'm glad to see that there's been some stuff. It was like a checklist of all the shit they added, um, and I guess that's good. Um, but I'm not, I'm not really holding my breath. For some reason, some part of me believes that there'll be a patch in three weeks that'll yeah. be even better. Um, but I don't know. I I want them to succeed. PS4 users, you're still screwed, dude. <laughs> on the graphic. PS4 was not even on the graphic. No, no. Like literally it didn't even exist in the update. So right. I just think they're pretty much which is what they should have done from the beginning yes. was throw it out. They should have though they would have disappointed people but nowhere near as badly damaged their reputation. Exactly. Yeah. So that's really it's really encouraging I guess that it's out finally. Yeah. Um I agree with Ben it's the best way to do it but I guess we'll report more back on that next week because I'll I'll download it and pl- at least fuck around for a bit uh, until then but once again it is as you were mentioning a very long (laughs) rpg heavy experience so who knows um how much i'll end up playing before horizon but um no i guess that's great dave did you he david said dave you said you wanted to hold off on playing it until it was in a better state is this the point where you jump in Yeah. And I mean, I was, I think there's a five hour trial that you can get. Like if you don't, if you haven't played the game previously or something, but I mean, there's zero barrier there to jump in and try it out, but the timing sucks. Like I I heard this today and I just thought, why would you do this a day after forbidden West reviews came out three days before that game comes out. Then we have Elden ring Forza, like, I don't know people like I, I can't speak for everybody, but I just I just feel like why didn't you wait until like the middle of March or something when or or even better, like if there is DLC coming, like it, it would have been great if like we got like a DLC trailer announcement coming in August or September or something and the next gen patch is out today. Like it just it came out with such a I don't know it. it it just didn't seem very well planned and maybe they burned through their marketing budget and they, they just can't afford to, to wait on this sort of stuff. But yeah, I really did not like the timing at all. And it just, it seemed rushed and not planned. And yeah, I don't know. It, th- that was really weird for me, but I mean, just to go back to your question, like this is, I do want to check it out. Um, but you know, if I was going to play a game like this right now, I would commit my time to horizon. Not, not right. this. So, right. I don't know how many other people are in that position, but it, it's yeah. it's just an odd, odd selection. Well, you also have me. Elden Ring. So. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. a well, lot dude, of people have Elden Ring. <laughs> right, right. To be honest, like I'm in a bit of a lull because I finished my commitments up prior to Forbidden West. So I'm probably going to play it for a day or two, and then it's going to sit in the back burner, probably where it deserves. So yeah. <laughs> Forbidden West, you know, I'm not stopping any, any, any movement there. Well, Dave, you said you didn't know why they would do this. I think it's I think it's because they want the focus on them or because they want the focus off of them. It's it's one of the two. They either want people to be like, "Oh, I already have this. I might as well play it. I'll just wait to buy these other games." And then they get hyped about Cyberpunk and everything happens and people want to bu- people want to buy it because of that. Or they're expecting to get a lot of backlash, so they're going to put it out of the busy time where a lot of people aren't going to experience the yeah. the crappiness or whatever of it, if there is any. I do. I did hear from some people today that said they checked it out and it was much better, but still has some issues. Yeah. Of course. I mean, every game has some issues, no matter how much work is done to it. But this one, you know, you're expecting the issues to happen to you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if anyone's listening, put it on the back burner. I mean, someone's listening. Just get Forbidden West first. Yeah. If they, uh, I'm I saving mean, you the hassle. I'm saving you the hassle now. If anyone's on the fence, I'll just, I'll just say if they wanted the attention on them, I don't really know if it worked because right now on Twitch, I, I call this prime time. The game is 5,300 viewers. So, um, yeah, I, yeah, I don't yeah. know. This, this great. doesn't seem. Yeah. If hey, if they didn't want the attention on them, then I think it worked great. But it just, yeah, I wouldn't have done it like this myself. Right. I'm an expert in this, as you know. So, of course, oh, we, yeah. all know. we all know. We all know. Yeah, definitely. 
Boys, it's time to talk about what we've been playing. Dave, let's go with you first. I have been playing uh, Cuphead. Um, Cuphead is the game that I I pick up on my Nintendo Switch because I'm such a Nintendo guy, and uh, right, I play right. I, I play a level for like a week because that's how long it takes me to beat a level, and then I put it down for about a year. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I I actually beat three levels last week, so I'm feeling Holy pretty good shit. about myself. <laughs> Damn, dude. Yeah, you're three. That, you're three years ahead. <laughs> I think I'm like sixty percent into that game. I'm so bad, but it is. It is so satisfying. I think it's perfect for the Switch. I know it didn't originally come out for the Switch, but uh, yeah, I mean that's that's mostly what I've been playing. Um, it's still chipping away at Darksiders, and um, yeah, I mean. There's a lot of big stuff coming. Now, I jumped back into GT Sport this week just to get ready for Gran Turismo 7. It's been a little while. So, um, so yeah, Cuphead, Darksiders, and Gran Turismo. It's, uh, Fantastic. That's what I got. Nice. Fantastic. Brandon? Well, I said I wanted to do it, and I've done it. Uh-oh. I beat all five Uncharted games. I got shame in the Discord, Let's and go. I felt the shame, and I internalized the shame for not having completed this series because mm-hmm. I genuinely wanted to. Sure. And I did it. Nice. I did it. It only took a couple weeks, but I did it. And man, oh man, um, I talked about it last week. Uncharted 4, top tier. Yeah. Lost Legacy, also top tier. Nice. I'm into it, man. Um, I think that Lost Legacy in some ways... I don't don't want to say it's better, but I really appreciate the different approach they took in Lost Legacy. And man, oh man, these... um, What's what's it called? The Thieves Collection or some shit? Mm -hmm. It looks fan fucking tastic nice on the ps5 i mean just absolutely gorgeous so um bravo to naughty dog as usual um great game and now when i see the movie i will know no more you'll know why <laughs> solly's mustache is gone <laughs> yeah true yeah. um but no that, that was really fun and honestly i haven't tackled something like this consistently like just game after game after game maybe Uh ever right like because typically you don't get the whole series typically you can't binge watch you know binge play an entire series but right um it was a lot of fun and it was really cool to see the series grow um essentially right before my eyes nice so um and uh i i officially beat forza okay um yeah it's i was like one or two races away i just kept putting it off but I officially finished that. Um, and honestly, that's about it. I'm I'm just biding my time until Forbidden West, but I'm glad I got it done. I got it done earlier than I thought I was going to. Nice. So yeah. now I got some extra time to chill out. You definitely blew by me because um, I think I started playing the first one before you and you were done with the fourth one before I had finished the first one. <laughs> but I did finish the first one and I'm about halfway through the second one. And it's amazing because I, I rolled credits on the first one and immediately booted up the second one. And I was like, wow instantly tell a difference yes 100 percent. and of course you know i know that three and four and whatever are going to be even more on top of that but i haven't gotten to, uh, through them yet i've just been chipping away a little bit here and there uh just because of all the other things i'm playing so definitely, definitely. i really did uh enjoy uncharted one and it was very much an era uh, a product of its time i did not i i, I enjoyed it yeah. it wasn't i didn't say it was good uh <laughs> But it was it was a lot of fun. It was cool to finally see and have that experience. But two already, I'm like, wow, way way better game. Yeah, dude. And then uh, I downloaded um, Lost Ark, the new MMORPG, massively oh. multiplayer online action role playing game. Yeah, I think from Amazon, yeah. uh, who we were talking about earlier. And I played about an hour. I like I wasn't even through the tutorial yet, and I was like, meh, this just isn't for me right now. Dude, it's it's vi- I, I I didn't play World of Warcraft, uh-huh. but I've seen a lot about it and know a lot about it. And I feel like it has that like same feel to it. It it yeah. has like the old school feel. And I feel like you gotta be in the right mindset. Yeah. Or literally be obsessed with those types of games. Sure. To like commit. The when I started playing uh the last game that Amazon put out, New World, uh I had the same thing though where I didn't like it at, at the first hour I played and then I hopped back in on a different day when I was in a different mindset and I was like okay I'm here I'm I'm here yeah. for a while and I probably put 40 50 hours in that game no, nothing crazy compared to a lot of people but a lot for me to stick with a specific like a specific game that's not Sea of Thieves and 
uh, I really enjoyed it. But then I just like was like, okay, I'm done now. Yeah. Uh, with Lost Ark, I'm not sure what'll happen the next time I go back to it, but I, I think it's the there's no active combat, and that's the thing I really enjoyed about New World that you know you don't get in a lot of MMOs. I enjoyed that there was active combat, and there isn't active combat in Lost Ark, and. Not that that means I won't enjoy it because I played a shit ton of World of Warcraft back in the day, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. It's pretty. I had no idea it was Amazon at all. They published it. It was actually Smilegate that developed it, though. No shit. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it, I think it came out in like 2019 in Korea. It did. The, That's correct. Yeah. 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 And it just recently came here and was free to play. I'm not sure if it was free to play in Korea or not. But it's, you you can buy like add-ons and stuff like that. Dude, it was getting some numbers on Twitch. I mean, a couple, oh, yeah. a couple of the big boys were streaming it. Well, I mean, first of all, big streamers were playing it and MMO ARPGs are a big genre. Yeah. But I mean, Amazon developed or published it. You think they're not gonna pay some people to play the game? <laughs> really? Like, yeah, yeah. It's it's gonna it's gonna do numbers. <laughs> like it's, Summit. Summit was playing. Yeah, it's doing crazy numbers on Steam too, which is and it's free to play, so like it makes a lot of sense that it's that way. But it it beat um, New World's numbers, but and New World was forty dollars, but it didn't beat it by that much. Oh, so. dude, I just want to quick aside. Mm-hmm. I saw that Battlefield twenty forty two officially at some point within the week has dipped below two thousand concurrent players. Yeah, on Steam. Yeah, sometime last week dipped below two thousand. That's not surprising. Wow, can you fill a lobby in Battlefield with that? <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> Three active matches going. <laughs> Two thousand people. <laughs> uh, n- no wonder. Remember early on. Remember last year, sometime I said like, "Oh, they're they're testing the bots because they don't know if they're going to have enough people to play it." You were right, and yeah, I was wrong. Unfortunately, I was right. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, and then Sea of Thieves. I've been playing a lot. I have some tournaments coming up, which is really exciting, and some events. But the exciting thing for me right now is there's a new story piece coming out. Um, soon and there's some new adventures and stuff like that going to be coming out so that's going to be fun of course i always like uh wrecking and pillaging other pirates and stealing their treasures but i do really i don't do it on stream very often but i do really enjoy the lore and the pve aspect of it it's just not in my opinion that entertaining to watch as far as a dynamic experience uh so i'm excited about that that's coming soon and um getting prepped for for that so that's uh pretty much I, there's something else oh oh pokemon legends arceus yes 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 um i've only got a few hours maybe five six hours into it and uh i'm really enjoying it it's a nice change up on the formula that we've been used to for so long uh you're not running around a little town because your mom told you to go see professor oak like it's it's a set in a different type of world the combat's a little bit different although it's still turn-based uh, the way you navigate the world is a little different. It, it's a nice, refreshing addition. Now, granted, it's still Pokemon. It's still Nintendo getting you to shell out $60 for a thing they've already done a bunch of times. But it's different enough that I am enjoying it. I got it for my birthday. I mentioned it one day, and like the next day was my birthday, and my wife and kids uh, got it for me. So Aww. I wasn't going to return it for sure. And uh, I'm enjoying it. I'm liking it. And um, I'll report back as I play more. It's not going to be a quick get through this game it's going to be the game where like uh on the rare occasion that i'm actually hanging out watching tv with the fam i pop it on as something um on, kind of in the background to to play so that's pretty much where i'm at with that and that's it that's all i got damn that's all she wrote that's a wrap i gotta go back to one thing real quick uh-huh. uh brandon your your concept of binge gaming um, like series you haven't I just have to like echo how satisfying it is so like we all have these like gaps in our calendar if you're listening and if you have one of these gaps find a series that you've been thinking about but never had a chance to play and has multiple entries play the first game and then if you like it like like working your way through the entire series like you would a Netflix series is it's like I've just been doing it with Darksiders you guys just did it with Uncharted it's so much fun it's so good so yeah think about that I know it's not a great time now with all the big stuff coming out but next time you got a bit of a lull just just binge a series because it's it's a great time yeah it's amazing to watch the growth yeah cool all right guys don't forget support us over on Patreon patreon.com slash handsome phantom dollar a month or more to get ad free early access to the show Hang out in the Discord, say hello, and other than that, we'll see you next time. 
The HP Podcast and Handsome Phantom is supported by our proud patrons over at patreon.com slash handsome phantom. Htrons, Maurice Bays, Passive Pixels Edwin Castillo, Fusebro, Boots, Poot, Jared, Josh Cummings, Edward Walton, Charles Peterson, Toby Ryland, Straw Hat Ninja, Jared Cavaliero, and Jason Canham.